Hey, everybody. Happy Monday. A group of congressmen are now calling for a special counsel into voter fraud irregularities and Joe Biden. Congressman Lance Gooden is leading that charge from Texas. He is here, made possible thanks to your support at charliekirk.com slash support. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. If you want to get involved with Turning Point USA, go to tpusa.com. Lance Gooden is here. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. With the Turning Point movement that we have started on campuses across the country, I've had the honor of traveling to many of these universities and engage in rigorous debate with the next generation. When you talk to as many students as I do, there are several familiar themes. I see disillusionment with the media, a lack of hope in their job prospects, and I hear them commonly claim that they're victims and that they deserve better. While college students actually realize it or not, they're forming ideologies that will affect the way they think and treat others for a lifetime. I like to recommend a great book to any young person in this time of life. It's called Reflections on the Existence of God by best-selling author Richard Simmons III. This guy doesn't shy away from the hardest questions of life. Reflections on the Existence of God is a collection of short essays that tackles the biggest question of all. Does God exist? This book is well-researched and easy to read. One of the most important things a young person can do is to solidify their worldview. Our worldview informs our personal, social, and political lives. It helps us understand our purpose. So I'm challenging college students to ask themselves life's toughest questions. Dive in and get this book today. Reflections on the Existence of God. Go to reflectionscharlie.com. That's reflectionscharlie.com. Then drop me a line with your thoughts at freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much, everybody. Again, it's Reflections on the Existence of God, a great book. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Charlie Kirk Show. Super thrilled to be joined today uh, by a very strong congressman, uh, someone who really gets it, uh, Congressman Lance Gooden. Congressman, welcome to The Charlie Kirk Show. Thanks for having me, Charlie. Glad to be here. So you made a big announcement on Friday that has really been gaining some traction. Tell us about it. Well, on Friday, um, I announced um, a letter that I had sent to President Trump, in fact, Uh, asking him to appoint a special counsel uh, to investigate election irregularities across the nation. You know, we've heard uh, so much about all the horrible things that took place and all sides are saying different things. Uh, Those on the left say this election was fair and that we're sore losers. Um, Obviously, our side uh, thinks that we won this race and that it was robbed in many ways. And so this special investigation uh, that I called for, the special counsel, um, would be independent of uh, AG Barr and would investigate and come up with their own report. And so no matter what side of the argument you fall on, uh, you should be for uh, the people across our great nation having confidence in the election, even if you're not on the winning side. We don't have that. And so that's what this seeks to do. We, we believe that an independent investigation by an independent body uh, would lead to conclusions that would put all these competing arguments to rest. 
So one thing I don't quite understand is why is it that the Department of Justice and the FBI have not done this yet? Um, it seems as if there is so much. There are so many glaring pieces of evidence for voter fraud. For example, Congressman, we have the whistleblower in Wisconsin, uh, Susan, mm-hmm. who has not talked about as much, where she says that every one of her developmentally disabled patients was forced against their will to vote for Joe Biden. We have the Nevada Native Project. We have the evidence of voter registration crimes in Georgia and Pennsylvania. And so is the DOJ just deciding not to investigate this? Have you sent them a letter? Have you been communicating with them? I know as a member of Congress, you can put pressure on them. Where are they? You know, your guess is as good as mine. I have several theories. Last week, A.G. Barr came out and said that he didn't believe there was fraud. I don't know where he was getting that information. I don't know why he felt the need to come out and say that, even if he believes it. Uh, But there's just so many uh, questions that I have. Um, Why is it that the FBI is so interested in um, investigating and prosecuting admission scandals at our elite educational institutions uh, more than they are investigating fraud in the biggest presidential election in history. I don't know the answer to that, um, which is why I uh, was suggesting that the president take matters into his own hands um, and help spur along someone independent that would actually have the bandwidth that you know the DOJ is spread thin across millions of investigations. And a special counsel would uh, mean a team of professional investigators that are just tasked with unveiling the truth and restoring faith in these elections, which we just don't have. Uh, Ted Cruz yesterday uh, said that he would argue the Pennsylvania case and wanted to jump into that because it's just not right that so many Americans feel that there isn't faith uh, in the electoral process. And your question, why isn't the FBI doing more? I don't know, but it's disappointing considering the investigations they've been so eager to jump into in the past. Yeah. And you say that the DOJ spread thin. I wish I could believe that because they're going after Steve Bannon. They're going after Wayne LaPierre. They went after Dinesh D'Souza. You know, they they have plenty of personnel to go after Roger Stone. I mean, they sent a small Central American army after. I mean, you could have overthrown a Central American dictatorship with the amount of platoon forces they sent towards Roger Stone. They had people in this in this in the canals, they had helicopter support. I mean, Roger is, I'm not saying Roger did nothing wrong and, you know, Roger deserved a pardon, but why, why, why did he, why'd they have to send that kind of forces? People are losing complete and total faith in our justice system and with it, our country. Um, how have, how has been the, the support for what you've been calling for from other members of Congress? Uh, it, it's great. Uh, but, you know, it's coming after many of us uh, sent a letter to the attorney general 10 days ago, or maybe it was two weeks ago, saying, please investigate. And nothing happened. So uh, people are, are are pretty eager to see something happen. We're building support since I first sent the letter initially Friday. I've had uh, probably 20 plus just in the last day say we'd like to sign on and uh, we're going to resend it, I think, tomorrow um, on Wednesday or Thursday of this week. And the sentiment among members of Congress, Republican members of Congress that believe there is fraud that should be investigated is just general frustration that the DOJ has done nothing, that the head of the department comes out and says what he says. Uh, I, be- I believe it was to the New York Times. He's so comfortable talking to them, but he's not comfortable uh, discovering facts for the American people. And if we don't have faith in our election systems, then 
we won't have faith in our government and our leaders, even when we've been on the losing side of elections. Uh, this has not been something uh, that our side has said. We didn't all scream that we were cheated when Barack Obama won. We lost. We said we were out hustled and we uh, we lost the race and we'll pick up our, our pieces and rebuild and come back in four or eight years. Um, so it's not it's not as if Republicans just scream and we were cheated every time we lose an election. We've been on the losing side before. But this one in particular, uh, there have been so many instances uh, a fraud and the fact that no one seems to want to investigate them is alarming and upsetting. Yeah, it's because they've benefited significantly from it. And we just were watching uh, cable television and we saw some weird progressive group airing ads that are very expensive ads saying that, well, Bill Barr says there's no fraud. It's time to move on. I say, doth protest too much. Why are you all of a sudden running ads telling us that there's no fraud? I mean, you. I thought you guys won. Perfectly. Why do you all of a sudden you have to run kind of counter messaging kind of goes to show that there might be something there uh, that we don't know uh, that we might be missing. So I also want to uh, I you have a comment on that, Uh, you know, just to kind of go along with that. If I was the other side, I would say, yes, please appoint an independent prosecutor so we can show you. Um, that your uh, facts are wrong. We can show you that we really won this and that it was fair. If I were Joe Biden and I believe that I won, I would want everyone to believe that I won, even those that didn't vote for me. Um, it would just eliminate so many issues. Donald Trump, if he really believed he lost, um, would be making exit plans and would be saying, what can I do, uh, Mr. Biden? Uh, but because he doesn't believe that he lost, he's not doing that. And so why wouldn't the other side uh, want to convince the losing side that they say we are, uh, that this thing was fair and we all just move forward as good Americans and uh, the, the winning side have the support of of the losers uh, as much as they possibly could and everyone be at peace with it even if they don't like it. And the answer is because I believe that they know there is fraud in, in some of these states, Georgia especially, it just doesn't make sense, the irregularities, and they don't want them investigated. Why are we not checking signatures and doing a full audit? Why are we just recounting ballots um, that were potentially uh, with issues the first time around? It makes no sense. Yeah. So I want to ask you about a tweet you sent out in October where you said, have you wondered why Biden-Harris refused to condemn China? Uh, We have reason to believe the CCP is funneling money to Biden's campaign through green groups. I'm asking the EPA to work with the DOJ to investigate this foreign election interference. Did anything come of that? Because it's so obvious that the Chinese are funding Democrat soft money groups. You know, it is. We are told that an investigation is underway. We at the time we sent that request uh, to start this investigation to Bill Barr and also to the EPA because they have an investigatory wing within the EPA. Never in my wildest dreams did I think, well, we need to send this to the EPA because Bill Barr may do nothing with it. But in hindsight, uh, now that we are where we are, considering what he said last week about the lack of fraud, his uh, his take on it, I'm especially pleased that we sent it to the EPA uh, because now I'm realizing uh, that they uh, perhaps are more eager uh, to uncover these irregularities than our friends uh, in the DOJ. So um, the answer to your original question is, is we're told that they are looking into it and they are investigating um, with those green groups. It just doesn't make sense how they have so much money and why they don't disclose it. So many of these groups are based offshore. They use their nonprofit status and their charity status 
to claim uh, that they don't have to divulge the source of their revenues, uh, but where they potentially run afoul of the laws or when they are lobbying Congress or when they're spending in elections and influencing uh, votes, so to speak, uh, whether it be in Congress or across the nation. If they're doing that with foreign funds and not disclosing, first of all, if they're doing it with foreign funds, it's illegal. Um, If they're not disclosing it, then it's uh, an absolute criminal intent enterprise. And that's what this uh, investigation seeks to uncover. Look, it's Christmas season. And a lot of you guys are emailing us, freedom at charliekirk.com. How do I give back this Christmas season. Look, I know it's been a tough year, but those of us that are Christians, we are called to help and to assist regardless of the circumstances around us. Whether we had a blessed year or a tough year, it's time to step up and do something. I think we all know that. That's why we are partnering with Angel Tree. Angel Tree is great. They help kids whose parents are in prison. It's not even about the fact of what their parents did. It's the fact that the kids are alone and the kids If they do not hear from their parents, they're more likely to also get involved in crime in the future. So let's really communicate the love of Jesus Christ with a personalized note from their dad and an access to a Bible in either Spanish or English. And that's what the Fellowship Angel Tree Program does. Last year, the Angel Tree Program blessed over 300,000 children of prisoners all across America. What's so cool is that if you give directly, it doesn't go to overhead or all that stuff. It goes straight to the kid, especially this Christmas season. And so let's just keep it easy. Just go to charliekirk.com. There's a banner on the top of it, charliekirk.com. And we are getting behind it. We're donating a little bit of money from the Charlie Kirk Show to Angel Tree because we really believe in what they're doing. There's an Angel Tree banner there on charliekirk.com. You guys can check it out and support what we are doing. Um, And I think that's really important because for a gift of $220, you can bless 10 children of prisoners with a personalized Christmas present and a personal note from their incarcerated parent. Plus, every Angel Tree family is also given access to free, easy-to-read copy of the Bible in English or Spanish. So check it out at charliekirk.com. Very, very important. Thank you guys so much for that. Can you give us more um, kind of detail into how groups like the Sierra Club and these radical environmental groups are, they have a suspicious amount of funding that comes through. And by the way, I believe that Act Blue and BLM, I believe they're also funded by the CCP and their auxiliary groups. If I, and this is such, this is the easiest argument to make, and the left, you know, has no patience for this because it's true. If I was the CCP, I would be the biggest BLM Incorporated fan ever. I would be the biggest Sierra Club fan ever because this would destroy American energy independence and divide the country racially. Going back to the Sierra Club example, though, can you give us some some specifics of the enormity of these budgets, how much support they actually have, and how we don't know where it's coming from? Sure. Let me first compare this to a group that we're familiar with, which is the NRA. If you look at the NRA and their revenues, you can actually pin it all down and say, yes, they've got X number of donors that contribute less than $100 a year combined with their big donors. It makes sense that they have the bank accounts that they have. It makes sense why their headquarters is out in rural Virginia uh, where the rent is not too expensive. And there aren't that many groups like the NRA on the conservative side. You go over to the other side, uh, you've got these various green groups, Sierra Club. um, They all have headquarters in expensive buildings in places like New York and San Francisco in high rent districts. They have hundreds of millions of dollars 
And it doesn't make sense um, that they could actually all be funded by small dollar donors. They've got to be big donors uh, that are funding these groups. And frankly, there aren't enough billionaires in America uh, to write the checks that these green groups have. There are so how, many how of big them. Is, how big is their budget, like Sierra Club, for I example? Mean, we're talking billions of dollars if you if you combine these groups. Jeez. And the spending on, uh, on their advocacy uh, is into the hundreds of millions. Uh, they have a team of lawyers. A lot of the things these green groups do besides influence elections or lobby Congress is they have teams of lawyers that are suing energy companies constantly. They are suing local governments. Um, they are just causing litigation uh, to up the price of, uh, of doing business for these energy companies. And they say that their goal is to get America off their addiction uh, to oil and that they want to move into a green energy uh, future. Which sounds good to the average Joe um, until you really look into it and you before you think about the jobs that energy creates across the U.S. And then when you realize that China is actually uh, the supporter of all this green energy push because they have all the green technology. Um, if they can get to the point where the United States has no energy industry of their own, then one, we're weaker. And two, we're now relying on China for the green energy. And so um, – these green groups, we believe, have been getting funding from places like China who have various uh, intentions, and that's what this request for this investigation is about. Because uh, two months ago when we requested it, we were in the middle of the presidential election, and we believed that China was getting involved in a way uh, that influenced the vote, and we think that this investigation will will turn something up. Yeah, no doubt. That is a... Uh that uh, just looking at the enormity of these budgets and and how much work they do and so the Sierra Club was part of that list if i remember correctly mhm yeah so they're right. they're a 501c4 organization so they could be involved in politics as well and they are that's right and there's really there's nothing wrong with them doing that but if they're getting foreign funding then they are breaking the law because foreign governments should not be interfering in our elections um and so that is something that we can't seem to uncover. And an investigation uh, allows the EPA and the DOJ uh, to get into bank accounts and see where money's coming from and uh, see what kind of uh, influence potentially these uh, outside nations are having. But places like the Sierra Club, they are involved at the local level. They have gone into large cities and small cities. They've turned uh, county commissioners' courts upside down. Um, and they have, uh, especially in places like Texas or New Mexico, wherever there's some kind of uh, energy potential, um, they go into the local area and they'll fund races um, that are not on the radar of the national scene or even the state scene. And they will uh, infiltrate these local city and county elections so that they can cause more trouble um, for energy producers in the area. It's It's alarming. Um, but if you can control a city council, you can really cause uh, an energy producer quite a bit of problems if they're in your town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congressman, I uh, want to commend you for your great work you're doing to try and inspire investigations, which would be great if our Department of Justice actually uh, was a Department of Justice, of which the country, um, the conservative movement and kind of conservative America no longer believes we have a fair justice system, which is a very sad moment uh, in our country. 
Can you? Uh, I want to shift gears here and talk about Texas. Uh, President Donald Trump did historically well uh, for Republicans in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, what do you attribute this to? Uh, this is something that is not talked about enough, but the Democrats are reeling over the losses, both on the state and federal level there. Uh, why did this happen? Well, I think that the uh, the Latino vote in Texas is not as far left as Democrats have uh, tried to convince us that it is. People uh, value the family in South Texas all along the border. Uh, they want a strong economy. Uh, they don't want an, a border that is wide open. They don't want their property rights trampled over. They don't want high crime. And I think that message that Donald Trump is the law and order president um, is something that really matters in places along the Mexican border where security can sometimes be an issue. Um, the economy is uh, is something that is uh, good or bad down in South Texas based on how the rest of the nation is going. And I just, I just don't believe uh, that the average family in the Southern part of our state along the Mexico border um, believes in the socialist agenda uh, that they are the far left uh, values holders uh, that so many Democrats in Washington seem to espouse. Um, You look down at South Florida and the, and the Cuban areas, people um, that have a, heritage and a background of escaping that uh, Cuban communist regime, they don't suddenly just move to America and start supporting a socialist democratic party uh, just because they are not white Republicans. And Democrats, uh, I think, like to uh, spread this message um, that if you are not an Anglo white Republican, um, then uh, you don't belong uh, with this group. We don't want you to be successful. We want you to continue to vote for uh, Democrats and um, what we espouse. We want you to uh, count on the government to take care of you. We want you to stay home and do as we say during this coronavirus. And we're seeing in places like South Texas and South Florida that the Republican Party um, is appealing uh, to people that want mm-hmm. a better life that escaped uh, whether they escaped from communist Cuba or they came from Mexico and want to better their lives, um, the Republican Party values appeal uh, to the Hispanic vote. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. I can tell you from Turning Point USA that wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, they can really add up. HR manager salaries are never cheap. They're an average of $70,000 a year. Look, you've heard me talk about Bambi before. They're terrific. It's Bambi spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. They were created specifically for you, the small businessman. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business, and they help you manage your employees' day-to-day all for just $99 a month. Month-to-month, there are no hidden fees. Cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Kirk right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Kirk. Spell BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash Kirk. Can you give us some idea what's going on in Dallas and Houston? Because as Hispanics are becoming 
more conservative, at least in this last election. Uh, what has been happening in Harris County and Dallas County and Tarrant County? Because it seems as if they're going actually in the opposite direction. Yeah, they are. Uh, you know, for the last decade, all we have heard uh, from the Democrats in Texas is that this tech, this state is trending blue um, as the Hispanic population increases. It is inevitable that Democrats are going to take over. Well, how uh, how assuming is that for Democrats to just say uh, that they've got these votes uh, because Hispanics just must naturally be Democrats? Um, I think it's uh, it's been a rude awakening for Democrats in Texas uh, to realize that just because you're Hispanic doesn't mean you're a Democrat. Um, it's it's insulting, I think, uh, to the Hispanic people across Texas and places like South Florida um, to assume that uh, they wouldn't have a mind of their own, that they wouldn't want to better themselves uh, and make decisions for themselves. But that is what we see uh, among the Democratic class of people in Washington and around the nation is that they just assume uh, that they know best. And we've seen that so much throughout these coronavirus restrictions and lockdowns. Democrats are making decisions for other people um, and assuming uh, that that's what they want. And I think that in Texas, uh, Democrats really were awakened in a bad way. And they've done a lot of soul searching in the last month and are realizing that the state is perhaps not trending blue and that the Republicans in Texas are modernizing with the rest of the world. Uh, It's not the same Republican Party uh, that it was perhaps 10 years ago, we have mm-hmm. evolved and we've been more inclusive. If you look at the House victories around the United States, not a single House Republican got beat. And every new member of the House Republican conference, this next Congress, is either a minority or a veteran or a female. And it's it's just a diverse group. And so this argument that uh, Democrats are the inclusive ones um, is, is harder and harder to uh, convince. And so we're uh, we're excited. I think in Texas things are going well. I think nationwide, uh, people are are realizing that the Republican Party of yesterday is not what we have today. I, I get so frustrated when I hear these people uh, talk about uh, how the Republican Party needs to evolve with the times, and that we're going to just get left behind. The governor of Maryland said that I think a few days ago. I've heard that from Mitt Romney, uh, as if we're just some backwards people. Uh, and we deserve to lose. Well, the election results of, of last month don't indicate that. Uh, the election results of last month, where Nancy Pelosi now has the thinnest majority ever and we picked up so many seats, indicate that the American people uh, are on board with uh, with what we've been talking about on the Republican side in Congress for quite some time. So it's, it's laughable to me when we start getting preached to um, by some of the elites in our party uh, that haven't been doing the outreach that the rest of us have been doing. So uh, if uh, if things continue as they seem, you know, as the current trajectory, uh, Nancy Pelosi will have a very uh, slim majority, one of the slimmest actually in the last 100 years. Uh, what is going to be the position of the Republicans uh, in the minority, uh, but a slim minority, to try to take back the House of Representatives in 2022? Uh, what is the message? What is the tactics and the strategy? I'm sure there's already a lot of conversations about it because if Republicans do their job with redistricting and all of this, uh, we should take back the House. You're right. And we, but I don't think uh, 
there's a Republican that doesn't believe that's possible. And I think many uh, Democrats, in fact, believe it is. Mm-hmm. And we're we're working already. We're raising money. We're recruiting candidates in places that we need better candidates. The momentum is on our side. Nancy Pelosi's already announced that she's not running again because I think she knows that in two years uh, there's a really good chance that Democrats lose. She doesn't want to be around when that happens, so she will conveniently say she's retiring probably in the next year or so. But we're uh, on the Republican side. We are planning um, to enter the next Congress uh, and execute on what we campaigned for and against. We campaigned for law and order. We campaigned for uh, returning America uh, back to normal and reviving the economy, opposing the lawlessness um, that so many across our nation rejected back in November. Um, And we're uh, in opposition to these socialist policies. We'll we'll continue to highlight. It's so interesting. Even since they've lost these seats, they don't seem to learn. Um, And they continue to push uh, their far left agenda. They're trying to get things in these last bills before we close out the holidays. And uh, I I really don't know what the Democrats' plan is moving forward, but they typically do not learn from their mistakes. They're continuing to give a a voice uh, to some of these far-left extremists um, that we, frankly, just love to see on television because it's a reminder to the voters uh, that the Democratic Party uh, is not the party uh, that they perhaps belong to 10 and 20 years ago. The Democratic Party is far extreme, far left, and not what uh, most Americans want. No doubt. And so uh, the the message, I think, will then, of course, depend on who is going to become you know, president of the United States, whether That's Trump, right. Trump will be able to be able to change a couple of things or whether it will be Joe Biden. Um, and I think that a lot of the Democrats are almost uh, resigning to the fact that this will be their last uh, kind of go around, which is why they're trying to make uh, Georgia such a, uh, you know, a, an aggressive push as we're doing this. Uh, podcast right now. God bless Texas is trending on Twitter because it looks like Texas is asking the Supreme Court to rule uh, election, uh, ru- to rule the election in four battleground states unconstitutional, uh, which is pretty incredible. So do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, Texas, uh, the state of Texas on Tuesday filed an election lawsuit in the U.S. Supreme Court against Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin. I mean, I, th- I think it's great that we're all coming together. Um, Texas, for example, is uh, is my home, and we're uh, acknowledging that there is discontent, not just with not with the results, but with the process. Um, and I've said this before: you know, if we lost this election and it was fair, then fine, we will work harder next time, and we will be ready. But if we lost this election because it was cheated and stolen, um, then what do you do? And that's why we're fighting because we believe there was fraud. And the answer really, no one knows exactly how much, which is why I've asked for this independent counsel to understand and investigate and make this uh, make this process fair um, and answer these questions and put to bed all of these uh, these statements that are, are competing from both sides. And it's just it's stunning to me that the other side would not want uh, to have the confidence of of our side. And right now they don't. Um, and in Texas, we're um, we're jumping into that fight. So I'm excited about that. Ted Cruz actually offering to argue uh, the Pennsylvania case, I think, uh, just speaks to the volume of support uh, that he has uh, back home and that 
uh, people across the nation feel. Never in the history of a presidential election have so many people felt it was stolen. And it's not just because President Trump says it. It's because we have seen so many instances of fraud. And the fact that our own Justice Department won't investigate it is scary to me. And it needs to it needs to change fast because the American people deserve better. So the final question, uh, President Trump said he will veto uh, the uh, National Defense Authorization Act uh, if it doesn't include a termination of Section 230. I think this is terrific. What is your thought on this? A hundred percent agree. I will be a no vote. Um, There are other problems in that bill other than just the termination of the Section 230. But I think that if the Section 230 issue uh, were fixed, the president would probably go for uh, uh, passing the bill. Uh, But as it stands today, as you and I uh, talk on this podcast, it looks like the plan is uh, for the president to veto that and then uh, leaders and the House and Senate claim to have the votes to overturn his veto before Christmas. We'll see if that happens. But I will not support a bill um, that continues to protect big tech. And I think it's crazy to me when I hear people, even from my own party, say that this bill is not the place for that. The purpose of the of this bill is to protect our military. Mm-hmm. The purpose of the Department of Defense is to defend our nation. And if we are not defending the people um, with such a simple uh, fix in this bill, um, then it seems as if we're missing an opportunity. Excellent. Well, Congressman, thank you so much for joining our program today. We deeply appreciate it. Keep up the great work, and hopefully we'll be able to see some restoration of our justice system soon. I hope as well, and Merry Christmas. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Your support means the world at charliekirk.com slash support. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. And as always, if you want to get involved with Turning Point USA, go to tpusa.com. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. God bless.